you want to pull out your outlines here, you want to pull out your outlines, we have been in a series on wisdom here, and uh, we've been on a journey together unpacking wisdom, how to get a little bit wiser here. We're looking at the great book of Proverbs. God knew that we would need, you know, wisdom in our life. He would knew we would hit crossroads and turning points where we would need wisdom. So he gives us here the book of Proverbs. It's practical. It's relevant, you know. Uh, it's like a divine, uh, God gives us his divine guidance through Proverbs, time truths there. So you can discover here how to really get life right. You want to live live a regret-free life, look at Proverbs, assimilate it into your life here. And so, uh, and we've been looking at a lot of different Proverbs. You know, there are these timeless nuggets of truth, like they that walk with the wise shall be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer much harm. In other words, you run with fools. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you, and you're going to experience a lot of pain here. So we've been talking about how to be wiser with your words, how to be wiser with your relationships, how to be wiser with your decisions, how to be wiser with your future, um, how to be wiser with friends here. And so again, we have three more weeks, only three more weeks in this journey here. And today we're going to talk about this, how to be wiser with the journey and what do you do when you don't know what to do? We're going to answer that question. What do you do when you just don't know what to do here? And so uh, so I'm going to be reminding you a few things we've talked about the last six weeks. We're going to integrate a few scriptures and, uh, and points that we've talked about here today. So Proverbs 16.20 says this on the screens. Proverbs 16.20 says this. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Anybody here want to prosper in your life? Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. The wise are known for their understanding. And so, so what then is wisdom? What is wisdom? What does wisdom looks like? We talked about in James, it says, look, if you want to have wisdom, what do you have to do? What do you have to do? You have to, come on, be there for me. Be there for me, please. It's only been six weeks we've been doing this. If anyone lacks wisdom, be there for me. You have to Ask God. Thank you. And so, uh, so what does wisdom look like here? Is it just like, is it just a, a map there? Is it a road? You know, what does it look like? And so, uh, Isaiah says this in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. It says, just as the heavens are above, high above the earth, my ways are above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. And so we'll never be able to, to, to grasp, you know, the grandeur and, and the, the totality of God's wisdom here. But God does want to give us instructions here how to be safe and how to be on the right road here. And so wisdom then is a journey here. It's a, a journey. But we have limited ability to understand here. So what God wants to do is, it's like God takes us on this road trip here where God wants to show you, you know, what to do when you hit an accident. What do you do when you're in a crisis? What do you do with the other people in the car? You know, how do you be wise with the people in the car? How do you be wise? You know, how do you drive safely? You know, how do you uh, have love and patience and kindness with all the people that are around you? What does a wise journey look like? How do you drive with purity? How do you drive with honor, you know? How do you live the life that you're designed to live, the road that you are on, 
that's different from other people. And so in your outlines there, it says this. It says, wisdom is not a map, okay? okay? It is the way that you drive through life. It is the way that you drive through life. I'm going to unpack that a little bit more here. And so we asked this, and we said, what is the most important thing that you can do in life? What is the most important thing that you can do in life? And the wise thing to do is to ask this question, what is the wise thing for me to do? In light of my present situation, in light of my past experiences, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for you to do? And so, and then we said that you got to seek wisdom, you got to want wisdom, and you have to want it in every area of your life for all of your life here. And so Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says this. If there's any scripture that you want to memorize, it would be this here. And so, it says, trust, let's read this together. If everyone could look up at the screens, everyone look up at the screens with me and read this together. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Thank you. And so we've heard this in our series here. It says this, it says, look, trust in the Lord. In other words, rely on the Lord. Believe in him. Have faith in him. Bet the farm on him and what he has said here. Have confidence in him. In other words, don't trust in your own insights. Don't lean to your own instincts here. Don't go by your own intuition or your own judgment, your own acumen. I think this is one of the hardest things to do. Not to lean. It's like, what do you mean? Like I've lived all this life and I'm not to lean to my own understanding, my own instincts and intuition here. Yes. You want to lean into God. You want to press into God. Because to do that is to play a fool's game. It's to play a fool's game. And so if it's easy to bet on your own understanding, because that's what many of us have done all our lives. But if we do that, really, it will rob you. It could rob you of of your potential. It could rob you of your future. So really, we've got to decide. We've got to decide. I was thinking about this just this morning, you know, a decision that I'm, I'm facing. It's kind of a, kind of a big, kind of big decision. And, uh, and I was thinking like, yeah, this is what I need to do. I can't, I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking, you know, should I do, the, you know, A or B? And I need to lean into God. God, what, what is your wisdom for this decision here? This is the way you regret proof your life is by doing this here. It says, in all your ways, in all of your ways, in every aspect of your life, you acknowledge Him. And He'll make your path straight. And so you invite God into the process. You create a God-guided process here. Like you acknowledge Him. Where should I live? You know, should I buy? Should I rent? You know, should I date or should I not date? Do I get married? Do I not get married? Which school do I go to? What major, you know, uh, what about my moral life? Acknowledge Him in your career. Acknowledge Him in the job, you know, uh, your financial life. In every aspect of your life, you acknowledge Him and watch what He does. It says, He will make your path straight. In other words here, God doesn't want, want you, you know, walking in circle after circle because you didn't seek wisdom, because you didn't acknowledge him. And then he's got to reroute the things so you can get it right. No, he wants to make your path straight there. In other words, he wants to keep, you know, from wasting the time of going down that rabbit trail and that circle there, wasting your life. He wants to give you a straight path to walk on. So, 
if you will trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, if in all of your ways you will just acknowledge Him, He will bless you and He will make your path straight. Don't you want that for your life here? Because here's what I know. Here's what I know. You're going to have to decide, make decisions on, am I going to go in a different direction in my life? Am I going to change my career or something within my career here? Am I going to start a new career? How am I going to spend my money? Whom I'm going to marry and all here? And so, and you know, this is what I also know, is that when we have those decisions to make, they're often very emotional. It's very emotional, you know, and there's the heat of the decision and and the passion of the decision there. And so, uh, and the culture screams at you, you know, hey, you can have anything you want. No money down. Just go for it there. You know, you can, you can go for this relationship or marry that person. Proverbs wants to give us direction on how to live here, on how to make our path straight. And so we have this spectrum. We have this spectrum of uh, uh, which which is it here? I'm going to give you two options here. I'm going to ask you a question. So you can pray and you can seek God and you can you know read the Bible and you can ask for you know wise counsel and try to sort that out there. And uh, and it's like you know God you know gives you a, a a decision a direction there and it doesn't take any faith. You know it's like God's God's fault if you screw the thing up. And then on the other hand, there's a, there's the other end of the spectrum where, well, God's given you his word, you know, and God is so busy in heaven, you know, and directing the universe that he doesn't have time for like, you know, your, your piddly little things you want to ask him. So is it, you know, that God just kind of directs you, you know, or, or is it that God, you know, says, you know, you figure it out? Which is it? It's neither. Which is it? It's neither. It's neither. Good. And so, it's neither. And so he's not saying like, hey, you're so, you know, I'm so busy, leave me alone here. But it's somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle there that God is very, God is very active in your life. God is very interested in your life. He's, he's faithful. God is good all the time. Yeah, right. God is good all the time here. And so, but God also wants to grow us up. God also wants, you know, uh, us to, to, to learn here, to trust in Him. And so He wants us to learn by, to walk by faith. He wants us to learn the principles, the, the proverbs, and He wants us to experience His promptings and, and leanings of, of what to do in making decisions here. So this is what He does. This is what He does. You know, we're all familiar with, uh, with the GPS, right? All of you use GPS. You know, my GPS broke and my phone. I, I don't know how to, how to fix it. And so for the last couple of weeks, I haven't had the GPS and I, I really realized, man, I really depend on this thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like you almost want to go to the grocery store and put in, you know, how to, how to get the grocery store. But uh, I realized I'm so dependent on this GPS, and now that it, it doesn't work, it's really thrown me off. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm like struggling. Like I had met a guy at a restaurant down um, in Yorba Linda uh, a few days ago, and like, and I, and I was lost trying to find the restaurant and, and all like the old days. But anyway, we were so dependent on the GPS. We all can relate to that. Well, God does something like the GPS called a D. GS, a divine guidance system. That's what God does. And I'm going to unpack that for you today because in your notes it says this. In your notes it says this. God knows every decision that you're going to make here. He knows the road. He knows the map. God is a God who is in the nose. And so 
And he knows what you're going to be doing in a week. He knows what you're going to be doing in a month, in a year, in a decade. See, God knows your life here. And so he knows how to prepare you for their, those moments. The Bible says this in Psalm 90. Watch this. It says, says that our years, our years are spent as a tale, as a story that has been told. So God looks at your life and it's just like a story. The whole thing's been told. He knows a week, a month, a year, a decade what you're going to be doing. And so knowing that, knowing that, he prepares you. And so, uh, so here's what you want to do. There's four things that I'm going to give you. And you want to invest your life in these four things. And if you'll do it, we're not going to get our decisions perfect. But I think the majority of the time, we're going to get our decisions pretty right here. You're going to generally know what to do. Why? Because why? It's because, see, God knows and God is preparing you for that decision here. So here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. You have to depend on what God has already said. You have to depend on what God has already said. The first thing you have to do when you're moving towards a decision is this. Is you have to depend on what he's already said here. And so you have God's word and you have to know it. We looked at Deuteronomy 6 where it says here, These commandments that I give you today okay, are to be... On your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames. In other words, watch. Look, depend on what God has already said there. Lean into what he's already said here. So you have this divine guidance system. We have the scriptures where uh, the psalmist David said this, your word, your word, okay, it's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. Okay, it guides me here. And so Acts 20, 32 says, now I commit to you, this is what the divine guidance system does. Now I commit to you, God, and the word of his grace, and this is what it does. It'll build you up. It'll build you up here. And so as you're going down the road of life here, one of the best things is to observe God's word and what he's already said here. And he personally knows, he personally knows your life. Our life is spent as a tale, a story that's been told. So he knows there. And your road is different from my road. And so God guides you individually here. And when you, when you read God's word, it's like this. Let me just illustrate it this way. Let me illustrate it this way. When you read God's word, see, he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming in a week. He knows what's coming in a month. He knows what's coming in a year. So this is what God does. It's like God will take out a, a, a highlighter, and God will, if you'll just expose yourself to it, and God will begin to, to highlight that, and you'll be reading along. You'll go, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of speaking to me, and it'll come alive to you, and you'll be. Now, I may read it. I may read it, and God's got a completely different, a completely different uh, uh uh, word he wants for me here. And so what God will do is like, oh, he pulls out a different marker and he pulls it out. Here's, this is for Rod. And I'm reading it because he knows what's going to happen in a week. He knows what's going to happen in the month. You know, that relationship, maybe that business deal, the thing is coming up. So he will highlight to you and speak to you. a divine guidance system to show you the direct. And so there's, I would say, I would say up to maybe half of the things out there. Decisions that on a personal level that come my way, I don't even, I don't need anything else. 
Like, I've already got this divine guidance system right here. God has already made it real to me. Like, okay, I'm going to make a, say, for example, um, I'm going to do a, a, a business dealing of some kind. Right? He says that God loves, God loves um, straight scales, true scales. Uh, David said he's desired truth on the on your inward part. I already know the answer to that. And so half of the things probably uh, God has given you already uh, there in the divine guidance system of his word here. And so uh, so he sees where you're going. He sees down the road. He knows your life. And then uh, he'll speak to you that way. Uh, hey, that was for you. Like, like that was for you. And there comes, there comes the, the, the Spirit of God underlining the Scripture. Hey, shh, don't miss it. I've got that just for you. I'm underlining that for you. You don't even know what's coming. But next month it's coming. So please don't, don't miss that. So see, that's how God can work in our life here. And so... The divine guidance system. So you want to invest. You just want to invest beforehand, okay, in the scriptures. There are 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. And so, um, anyway, so you know so much of what to do already there by reading and, and uh, exposing yourself to the infinite wisdom. The infinite wisdom. The divine guidance system of God's word here. And you know what it is? You know what it is? It's like this. You're reading... And then God will, you know, underline some things for you. And it's like a setup. It's like a setup. It's like you're being set up and you don't even know you're being set up because next week this is going to happen. So there is God lining it up, setting it up for you, helping you with the decision. And so secondly, secondly, when you are moving toward a decision, when you're moving toward a decision, what you need to do is invest in daily conversation, daily conversation with God. Invest in daily conversation. In other words, invest in just kind of talking everything in your life, a lifestyle of prayer. And we looked at James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask God. Just ask. But you've got to ask. You've got to have this dialogue, this dynamic going on that's real, keeping it real here, where you just are always asking God, you know, we ask Google, we ask one another, we ask, you know, the pastor, if anyone lacks wisdom, go ahead and, and you got to have this dynamic where this conversation where you're asking God here. So the psalmist said this in Psalm 34, he said, I prayed to the Lord and, and he always answers me. I mean, God is good. He will answer you. In Psalm 18, he says, I was stressed out of my mind. He says, I was in distress. He says, and I cried out to the Lord, and I prayed to my God for help, and he heard me. See, he heard me. And so Hebrews 4.16 says, you know, hey, if you have a need, uh, don't even go to God. Don't even think about it. No. It says this. You got to, you have to come boldly. You've got to come boldly to the throne of his grace there. And so, you know, I've got, I've got three sons and they're off. I've got one in Texas and one at San, one in San Diego, one at home. And so the one in Texas, you know, I would, uh, I would love to be with him 24 seven. He faces, you know, decisions and issues and all that. I love to be with him 24 seven. I've got one down in San Diego. And uh, my wife would really love to be with him down there at the beaches of San Diego. Uh, no, I'd love to, love to be with him too, but it's just not realistic. It's just not realistic here. But they have a loving Heavenly Father. 
that is with them 24-7. And he is always ready, eager to listen here. He's always available. And if, if, if we would just invest in a little conversation, you know, where it becomes normal, it becomes natural, where we filter life through talking to God about everything. Help me, guide me, show me, you know, what is it that you want me to see, you know, in this situation here, that it would just be natural, just be natural. So the first thing, you know, is you invest in, in, uh, in looking what God has already said to guide you in your decisions. And secondly, then, you build the scriptures into your life here. And so we're simply talking about, we're simply talking about everything that comes your way, talk to God about it, hear God's voice. So this next point that I want to share with you, I'm very excited about. Very excited about it. And I realize that when I, when I talk about it, some of you uh, are, are going to, Say, um, you know, I'm new to church. I'm not quite sure how to get my mind around that. But here it is. You want to ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance. Number three here is when you're leaning into a decision, you want to ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance. We looked at last week. Jesus said this. My sheep, all of my sheep, they listen to my voice, okay, and they follow me. And so the mark, watch, the mark of a Christ follower is this. It's not weird. It's not for the super spirits, whatever. Here's just the mark of a Christ follower, the distinguishing characteristic of those that follow Christ. They hear my voice, Jesus said. They hear my voice and they follow me. So it's a very natural thing to do here. And so uh, all my sheep hear my voice. And so one of the greatest adventures, really, one of the greatest adventures uh, in all of life is being able to hear God's voice where you, you sense God talking to you, sense God guiding you and inspiring you and nudging you there and leading you. And so, and I get it. I get it. We're all at different places, you know, in the journey here. Some of us thinking about the journey. Some of us haven't begun the journey. Others are just beginning somewhat down the road. Then you got, you know, your veterans way down the road here. And so, so we're at different points in God writing our story. Maybe for some of us, you know, it's, it's, it's not totally like something that's a part of our life. But I'm telling you that it can be. Maybe you're not totally comfortable with it right now, this whole thing about hearing God's voice here. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can lean into this and you can really begin to hear God's voice. And I'm confident that if you're a Christ follower, that this could happen. That you, as you walk with him, he'll begin to impress you and make it real to you. So when I began the journey uh, as, a, as a teenager, and I went to college and, and then uh, to professional school, and uh, when I was 22, I became a chaplain of a major Christian university in America, and, and I became the director of international missions, 22. I'd never been on one mission. I became the chaplain. I'd never done one chapel in my life. Zero. Nada. And now I'm the chaplain of the, of the, of a large university and, and I'm the director of international missions. I don't know a thing about what I'm doing. I mean, I am pointless. I'm clueless. And at the chapels, there would be the professors that were my instructors in teaching me. It's about 50 professors and the professors would be there as I was leading chapel. 
I mean, how intimidating is that? You know, all the doctors are there and I'm a little 22, you know, nobody, nothing, don't know what I'm doing, leading them in chapel. But you know what? This was true. This, this thing here became true for me. I began to hear God's voice. Hey, Rod, just open the scriptures and just, just, just share the Bible. Just teach the Bible. Never taught the Bible in my life. So, but I did it. I just, you know, and I started teaching the Bible and God would nudge me to the situation. And I would, I just, you know, I just say yes, you know, before I really even, you know, knew what I was doing for sure. I just would say yes. And then, um, uh, and God just kept nudging me and showing me and leading me each step of the way. And God, by his spirit, he kept, you know, encouraging me and I'd go on missions and I'd never gone on a mission. And I'm leading, I'm leading 20 people on a mission. I've never been on a mission, you know, but I'm leading them. And I'm just, but I kept going with this nudging and prompting and feeling of what God is, 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 is nudging me to do here. So I just kept flinging myself out there and, and, uh, until asking the Holy Spirit and growing in that whole, that whole dynamic there. So this is what He wants to do with all of us though. In our lives there, He, he, he wants us to, to lead us by His Spirit. The Bible says that when the Spirit, John 16, when the Spirit of truth comes, what He'll do is He'll guide you. He just keeps guiding you and guiding you into all truth here. And so, we have the word, you know, we have talking to God. God guides us by his spirit. And the fourth thing in your notes there is you have to, you have to invite wise counsel. I'm going to lean on us a bit here this morning. So what does a wise person know? What does a wise person know that an unwise person doesn't know? What is it? What do you think it is? What does a wise person know? Talk to me. Just tell me. Somebody tell me. What does a wise person know that an unwise person doesn't know? Just tell me. What, Dave? Ask. Okay, good. What does a wise person know that an unwise person doesn't know? Somebody talk to me. What is it? They know they don't know. Will somebody put their hands together and give it up for this guy right? Right on. Here, you're ready to speak next week. You ready? Um, Yeah, they know what they don't know. That's it. So you got to know that you don't know. That's the problem is, you know, we sometimes think that we do here. So Proverbs 11 says this, without wise leadership, without a nation fails, you without wise leadership, you will fail. There's safety. There's safety having many advisors there. And so Proverbs 15 says this, don't go solo. Don't go solo. Plans fail. Plans go wrong for a lack of what? Advice. Many what? Advisors bring success here. So the last thing you want to do is go solo. The last thing you want to do is try to figure it out on your own here. So the scriptures are saying this. Look, process, process all of your, all these, you know, these decisions, okay, through wise counsel here. Okay, you must decide to get counselors in your life and not go alone. So I have counselors in my life. One of them is here this morning. Pastor Ron Williams is one of my counselors. And so, yes, give it up for Pastor Ron. But if you have a problem, you got to get some counsel going. And so some people say, well, you know what? I'm going to figure it out on my own. I'm going to go my own way. 
I'm going to do my own thing. Okay. All right. If that's you, I, I've got some things, I've got some things for you to think about here. I want to give you some things to think about. And, uh, if anyone here, uh, doesn't think they need wise counselors, I'm just asking you to suck it up and listen to, to these points here. Cause here's what I know to be true. Here's what I know to be true. And you may not like these. You may not like these, but this is true. Okay. Every decision you make in private, in your notes, eventually becomes public and some and someday everybody's going to know what you do in your private world event you, you know oh, I don't need advice I'm just going to go my way and make my decision you know what every decision that you make in private eventually becomes public and eventually everybody's going to know these important things here. And so it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, uh, you think that, you know, you can, you can do it in private. Really, it's going to come to expression. It will come to expression. Second reason to get advisors is this. Not only, not only will they know, but all your friends are going to talk about your decision. And they're going to judge you. Take that. You know what? You know how I know this to be true? Because this is what Kirsten and I do. We judge people. Can you believe, Kirsten, can you, can you believe that they did that? Can you believe that that person is, they're going to get married? Can you, can you believe that? We judge people. We really do. And don't look at me like that because you do too. You do the same thing. You judge people. You do. And so, uh, and so not only will they know, okay, but all your friends, okay, they're going to talk about your decision. Can you, can you believe what, what they're doing? And they're going to judge you for it. So doesn't it make sense, like, to get some advisors knowing that's going to happen there? And so here's the third thing. Here's the third thing. Most of the decisions that you make, most of the decisions that you make, watch. Okay, they're going to impact the people you love. That's why they care. That's why they want to know. Because it's going to impact the people that, that you love. So the decisions I make are going to impact my family. The decisions my family makes, my friends make, they're going to, it's going to impact me. So you want to get advisors there. And so... Um, it's just a, it's just a wise thing to do. And so all of life is connected. All of life is connected here. And so people are going to have opinions. It's going to impact them on the decisions that you make. And everyone is going to have a, have a voice, you know, when it impacts them. So the whole point is this, is that you just need wise counsel. Just do it. Just build it into your life. And so you may say this, you know, and here's, my, here's been my experience. So sometimes, you know, you guys, okay, I'll go through, I'll do it, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll read the scripture, okay, I'll do that, I'll get, you know, wise counsel, I'll lean into the Holy Spirit, you know, I'll, I'll do it, okay, I'll do this, but I still don't know what to do. Then what do you do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? When you've said, you've fired up the prayer, God help me, you know, and uh, you've got brought in the whole lot of counselors there, and there's a divine guidance system, the scriptures and all, and you still don't know what to do. What you do is this. Make the best decision you can. Today's decisions are connected to tomorrow's outcomes. 
you make the best decision that you can. See, um, the scripture I think that covers this is this. That covers this is this. Psalm 37 says this. It says, take delight in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, take delight in, but what do I tend, what do we naturally take delight in? I can take delight in, you know, uh, my status. I can take delight in all my pursuits. I can take delight in uh, my the material world. I can take delight in wealth. I can take delight in all kinds of things here. But the scriptures say this, look, if you'll take delight in, it means this. It means to gain your greatest pleasure, okay? It means to seek relationship with God here. It means to seek a, to take delight, to have a delightful, intimate friendship with him, if if you would do that, if you would take that kind of delight in in him, what he will then do is he will bend you. He will give you the power to do what pleases him, and you will bend yourself toward God, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And so you may not get it right every time. We may get it wrong. We're not going to be perfect, but this is what I know: is that God is good all the time. And God's grace is there. And so God will give you a second chance. I've screwed it up so many times, but you know what? I just want to keep delighting myself in him and he'll give me the desires of my heart. And if I get it wrong, I'll just admit, sometimes you can just make the best decision you can. And if you get it wrong, just admit it. Just be humble about it. Admit it. And you go back at it there. But this is what I know to be true. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, and we know And we know that God works all things, not some things. God causes all things to work together for your life. How can he do that? How can he do that? Because again, he knows the end from the beginning. He's preparing you a week, a month, a year. God causes all things to work together for the good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say he's going to make every wrong right doesn't say when you screw it up, but God is big enough. God is big enough that he can still work all things together for the good. So when you don't know what to do, just take your best shot. Delight yourself in God and take your best shot. Okay, And so, uh, and just admit it if you miss it. And so God has given us the best part. He's given us a divine guidance system. Spend time, you know, do what he's already, you know, shown you to do there. Listen to wise counsel, uh, listen prayer, and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right on.